Welcome to episode 12 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hello, my friends. I'm so thrilled to have new listeners each week beginning to explore Widowcast. You have no idea how happy each download makes me. <laughs> There's just so much I want to share, so much I want to help. And you can be part of this too by emailing me, going to my Facebook pages, just letting me know what you want to hear more of or telling me your story or a bit of your story. I want to hear what everybody's doing, how everybody's doing. I know that when I first launched this podcast, it was not my intention to connect it to my business, but it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, I am a certified life coach and weight coach, um, and I've had widows reach out to me for coaching, and it has been my honor to work with some of you and coach widows. So today's episode, I want to share some of the work I do as a life coach working with widows. Next week, I'll return to more personal stories, but this week I want to show you how you can begin to feel a little less at sea in life. It can be rough seas initially. I know I really felt like I was floundering and didn't even know where to begin. But there are steps you can take to start to feel a little more stable in your day-to-day -day life. After the initial shock of losing your spouse, you begin to move out of the fog of those really early days and weeks. And you might start to wonder what's going to be next for you. Many continue to stay stuck sitting in a chair, just going through the motions because you have no idea what it is you want or need. There's still the pain of mourning and the loneliness there. And you think, how can you even think of moving on? You can't. And moving on, and I'm making air quotes as I say that, moving on is not even on your radar. Not after a week, not after a month, not even after a year. I know it's not on my radar, hasn't been at any point have I looked at life as moving on. But what you need are immediate answers for why you feel you can't even get up in the morning. There's that huge emptiness. You and your spouse used to have a daily routine and shared plans for where your life was headed. Maybe if you're older, you were planning retirement plans together. If you're younger, you were making plans for how you wanted to move forward as a family. All that is pulled out from under you. And now you feel like, you know, what do you do now? What do you do? The truth is you would not even want to move forward with the same routines and plans because your vision of what life should be has drastically changed. It's like the veil has been lifted from your eyes. I think all of us immediately begin to see how precious every second is. You know how precious it is to, to love and be loved. And in hindsight, you may even be mourning time that was wasted on the daily details of life and the small dramas when you and your spouse could have been building even more precious memories together. You know that there's not a moment of living to be wasted. How precious that is. Even with this enlightened state, these new insights into living, Living big is the last thing you feel like doing. You're scared, you're lonely, you're confused, 
and you just hurt. You hurt a lot of the time. This is because you had a structure around you previously that met your emotional needs. No, not that you're needy, not that, not that at all. But we all have basic human needs, and some of those needs are more important to us than others. It differs from person to person because we're all unique. So the first order of living right now is for you to think about what your priorities are in your life now. They may have changed since your spouse passed away. Some are probably the same. Your relationship with your spouse fulfilled some of your most important emotional needs. And now that's gone. So those basic needs are not being met. Needs like significance. That's feeling special, unique, important to someone else. We all like to feel that we're needed. If significance is real important to you, and a large part of that feeling was derived from your relationship with your spouse, this is going to leave a big emptiness in your soul right now until you recognize that this is a need you have and you find a way to fulfill it for yourself. Maybe one of the priorities in life right now is connection and closeness with others. And a big piece of that fulfillment was your spouse. But now you need this cup filled up in other ways in order to feel whole again. Initially, there's certainly more connection and closeness with family around you and friends around you because you're all moving through the grief of loss of your loved one together. But you want to make sure that you can continue to create close connections with friends and family to have that resource for connection, to pull family a little closer. If, they're, if you don't have family to pull closer or this isn't possible for you, you may begin finding this with new friends in your life. Other widows who are going through the same process of grief that you are, these can become very close friendships, creating some strong bonds that fill that need for closeness. You'll be surprised where that can come from. Maybe you need some certainty in your life. We certainly, we all do. Each of these basic needs plays a role in our life. How important a feeling of certainty is to you is individual. And what does it mean to you? Maybe it's a sense of stability or being responsible. Certainty is a way to avoid day-to-day -day pain in your life and making sure life is comfortable. It's like it's the things you can count on. It's security. Maybe it's a feeling of being in control of your life. Or maybe it's your philosophy of faith that gives you certainty in your day-to-day -day life. Another of these basic human needs is variety. It's more important to some than others. Variety is a way to feel alive and engaged. It's a need for new stimulus. Variety means that life isn't going along like a flat line all the time. Um, we tend to think that we want our life to be in balance. I hear people talk about balance in life a lot. But if life is perfectly balanced and it just goes along like this flat line into the horizon forever, how boring is that? There's no growth there. There's nothing. And if you don't have variety in your life, if you're not finding variety in your life, your subconscious will certainly create a crisis to create variety in your life. We don't want that to happen.
So you have to think about how important variety is. To some people, variety is really important. To others, it's, you know, you need it, but it's lower on your list. The next two basic needs are real important to everybody, I think. Growth is the need for continued personal growth, expansion of your own capabilities, learning, growing so that you have more to give back. And giving back is that other important need, contribution. It's a sense of service and helping others. Um, being a giving human being and supporting others, we all want to feel like we can make a contribution to the world. So all of these needs play a role in our lives, but some are going to be more important to you than others. You know, maybe you do crave variety. You've always been the one to step out into the unknown, to take a risk, to do something new. Um, conversely, maybe it's certainty in life that's far more important to you than variety. You want that structure in your life, a plan. You're a feet on the ground kind of girl. You want to feel secure in knowing what to expect each day. Is contribution really right up there for you? You want to create a list of your needs. You can even create this in your own words. Sit down, put pen to paper, and think about this. What do you need in your life? What's important to you? What are your priorities right now? Is it love and family? Is it travel? Is it self-care, being able to nurture yourself? Is it a sense of financial stability? Write down all the priorities and needs that you're feeling right now, whether they're being met or not. And once you have your list of these needs, you can go on to step two, which is to start to go through them and rate them. Look at one need and compare it to another on the list to decide which is more important to you. The way I have my clients do this is we start with the first item and we compare it to the second one to see what is going to win out in their mind. Like if family was the first thing on their list and travel was the second thing on their list, we'll look at family and travel, which is going to be more important in your life, which is a higher priority. Family wins out, good. Now compare family to the next item down on your list. Let's say that's self-care. And you have to really think about this and be honest with yourself. Is your family a higher priority in your life right now? Or is self-care a higher priority in your life? Maybe it is self-care. It might feel selfish, but doesn't matter. It's your priority. It's you're figuring out what you need. Now you're going to continue on to the bottom of your list. Like you'll compare self, if self-care is a higher priority for you than family, then compare self-care to the next thing on the list and see which wins out. And then compare that to the next thing down on your list. When you get to the bottom of your list, you'll now know which item on that list is your number one priority. You want to start to write a numbered list now next to that list or on a new page, write down, if you've got six items on your list, write from one to number six in a column. And next to number one, write your number one priority now that you've figured that out and you can cross it off the first list. 
Now you're going to go back to your list and you're going to start that comparing process all over again. You're going to take the next thing on your list. What did we say that was? For example, I think we said it was travel and you can compare travel to the second thing on your list and then to the third and on down, or actually it was family. We still have family at the top. You can compare family to travel. We already know you picked travel over that. You can go down to the next item and compare it and down to the next item and compare it all the way through to the bottom of the list to see which now is going to be number two in your list of priorities. And keep going through your list, comparing all items against each other and moving them from your first list over to your numbered list so that what you're going to end up with is a list of all your needs in the order of priority of what's most important to you to what's a little less important, a little less important. Not that any of them are unimportant. They're all important. Um, remember that and there's no judgment on it. It's just what your priorities are right now at this time in your life. Okay. And note that's right now. Your priorities may change over time. They could change in a few weeks, in a, in a few months. They can change over a year's time. Priorities can shift and that's okay. For now, you want to address the top two items on your list. Those are your top two priorities. Those are the top two needs that you need to make sure are being met for you. Did your spouse play a significant role? in fulfilling those top two emotional needs for you? If so, you may have those important basic needs of yours just hanging out there, empty. You want to find new ways to fill those top two needs or to begin focusing on other small ways that you can start fulfilling those two, top two needs. Start with your top need. Um, one of my clients, one of her needs, I don't think it was her top need, I, I don't remember, but one of her needs, she had told me just in discussion that her husband was her cheerleader. He was always the one she knew would applaud and celebrate all the small successes and wins in daily life with her. He was the one who would encourage her and build her up, tell her that you know she could do it. In seeing this as an unfulfilled need now, we talked about how much she shared of that with her kids to let them know because she has very supportive grown-up children. And as widows, we tend to want to protect our kids from our pain and emotion, but you can overdo that protection. You can overdo it to the point that deep inside, they're beginning to feel like you're not as sad as they are. They might wonder why you're not missing their dad as much as they are. Plus, in the case of this client, she needed to share this one thing with her kids so that they would not only know something she's missing about their dad, but they would now know what it is they can do for her. She needs them to occasionally be cheerleaders in her life. She can even ask them for that. It's a role reversal for sure for a mom and kids. But I find that family love nothing more than being able to step into that role for you. So who would be your cheerleader in the future? Can you become your own cheerleader? Certainly. But it's also okay to let others know you need this. 
it's okay to seek that cheerleader or cheerleaders in a support group to find this outside of yourself. We all need a cheerleader in our life. The point is to look at your top two needs, see how the needs are currently being met, and make sure you find a way to have each need met. This becomes your mission and priority right now. You cannot run around fulfilling all the needs of others around you without your own needs being met. I know you've heard this before. It's almost cliche, but it's true. It's like an empty milk bottle trying to fill up glasses. You've got nothing to give if you're not fulfilled. Also consider how you can increase your focus on growth and contribution. What new experiences can you create for yourself? What can you participate in? It's hard to take that initial outing, the first step out of your comfort zone to go do something all by yourself that you think you might like to try. Even if it's just going to a new cafe for lunch by yourself, find one thing you can go out and do. Whatever your top two needs are, I will tell you, you must address the need for growth. We grow or die. Maybe not physically die, but emotional death is certain without growth. So you want to start to explore. Growth is not necessarily some huge step or class or program. For most of us, it's that first time we go somewhere that we've wanted to go all by ourselves. For me, it was getting in my car and driving an hour and a half to a large, elegant mall in a neighboring state. It doesn't sound like growth, but it was. It was the initial stretching of my wings when I was first able to get up out of the chair I had been wrapped up in grief in. So come off the sofa, come out from under the blankets, go see the sun. It's your first step to beginning to take care of your own needs. I can't stress this entire exercise of looking at your priorities in your life enough and seeing that your top two needs are being met in a positive way. It may not be something you've ever even thought about before in your life. But trust me, you've always had emotional needs and you have always found ways to get them met. Good or bad, you have. Your relationship with your spouse played a role in meeting your needs no doubt. And when you lose your spouse, you suddenly have those gaping holes in your support system. We're not looking to replace your spouse in some way. I know very well that person cannot ever be replaced, but you must start finding ways to meet your own needs so that you are living again. It's how we move towards becoming whole again. Is being whole mean that you're not grieving anymore? No, of course not. We still grieve. But instead of shriveling up in emptiness, we begin to live again in in a new kind of normal for us. It's a way that we do begin to move our lives forward and begin to fill ourselves up again. So thank you for joining me here today. Have you checked out my website yet? It's focused on weight coaching, but as I've said, I've begun more and more to take on widows as clients, and I would be happy to talk to you, especially if you have any questions about what I've talked today about basic human needs and finding your top priorities for yourself. 
Um, I offer a free 30-minute discovery session so you can find out more about working with a life coach and I can learn more about you. So you can definitely sign up for that free 30-minute session. I would love to talk to you. We can see if you'd be a good fit for me to take on as a client. You can just go to my website and up in the top menu, you'll see where it says work with me and you can click on that and on the work with me page, you'll find a button to schedule a free session with me. My website is at http colon slash slash. I don't think you have to type that in anymore. Most browsers can do without it. JoanneTheLifeCoach.com. That's J-O-A-N-N, TheLifeCoach.com. Or you can email me. You can email me for the link or just email me to let me know what's going on with you. I'd love to hear from you at Joanne at JoanneTheLifeCoach.com. So go out there, find a small new adventure that you can begin to grow again with. Find some joy in your life. Until next time. <laughs>